what would you do for a friend? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Tonight, I am joined again by Paul. How's it going, Paul? Hey, Mark, I am having a great time and just so happy to be on here again. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, who are you playing tonight? I'm playing Kazimir, uh, or Kaz, uh, and he's everyone's favorite uncle, but (laughs) only like at certain times of the year and as long as he's sober. (laughs) And uh, do you recall where we left off with Kaz? This is our our first uh, story arc cliffhanger, really. Then... Yeah, so Kaz is buggering off after uh, taking a few of uh, the guys who own his debt that he used to owe to the huts. Mm-hmm. He cleaned their clocks, right? And so now he is trying to make an expeditious retreat. And while leaving, uh, a mysterious message came across the wire to my new friend Dice. Yes, Rondo's blue cab heads up through the Coruscant Nights up towards the clone headquarters in the upper levels. Casimir and Dice are in the back seat. The distant thunder of storms rolling in off on the horizon can be heard over the sounds of the speeder's engines. And Dice takes out his comic. He has a very important message and he lets it play. The time has come. Execute Order 66. As Dice watches this message, where what what is Casimir thinking? What is he what is he doing in the back of this cab? Kaz is probably staring off into the horizon, kind of in his own mind, in his own space. He's been around enough people that are on secret ops and things through the years, uh, working with the Varad Brotherhood of Mandalore that he's not going to eavesdrop, but he's definitely interested in... So, I mean, it's an obvious order of some kind, so he's going to kind of try to give his buddy dice space because he doesn't want to be that new friend that's like, oh, hi, buddy, what are Mm -hmm. you doing? So you don't see as Dice's eyes glaze a little bit and he slumps in his seat, but you do feel the movement as he begins to convulse. There's something wrong with Dice. And Rondo takes a glance back as the order comes in in his rear view and sort of does a a double take as Dice starts to have a seizure. Upon feeling the seizure and the convulsions, I think Kaz will immediately kind of jump into action mode. No, Rondo, we need to uh, pull over. I need to take a moment to look at our friend here. He is having a moment. What's going on back there? I think he's having seizures. Something happened on his calm, and I don't know if he is having panic reaction or something that is causing this. Uh, please pull over. I will get my med kit out of my backpack. I'm I'm pulling over. The Thank you. speeder turns to the the side and just stops in in midair in a safe space. So Kaz is gonna basically, for lack of a better term, mount up on the seat to get above him, so that he can kind of observe as much of Dice's body as he can. He, he does his normal assessment that someone that knows about medical stuff, unlike myself, <laughs> would, you know, automatically be able to uh, assess. Okay. So you're assessing the situation. You're seeing what's going going on and doing what you know 
uh, is to be the right thing to do in this sort of situation. Right. And actually, I'd like to go ahead and open up with a, a uh, medicine check real quick yep. and just see what all comes to mind Sure. Uh, for, uh, for Kaz. Let's make it average. This is not common, but not uncommon. Okay, so I'm going to have uh, three yellows, a green against two purples. And uh, before you roll, yeah. we should talk about destiny. Mm, mm-hmm. We probably need to roll some dice to have our destiny pool. Uh, good good point. I rolled one dark side point. And I got two light. What's up with that? Yeah. And somebody donated for destiny. Oh, good. James from the University of Coruscant was so happy that somebody donated for him that he made the same donation, which means that all of your points are light and you have one reroll this game. Well, thank you so much. That's awesome. That's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful cause. James is awesome. Everybody should check out the University of Coruscant if they haven't already. All right, so you're rolling a medicine check. Yeah, so because of the ad hoc nature, I'm actually going to argue for a setback die here. Yeah, you're not in a clean facility. You're not. No, you're, you're this just isn't in the back his of a cab. Thing. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so a success, two advantages, and one triumph. You see that he is having a clonic seizure. Clonic it, uh, seizure. Yeah. Okay. It usually lasts for several minutes, and he's probably going to lose consciousness. Okay. So Kaz's reaction to this clonic seizure is that he turns around and nobody can see this, but there's there's a little bit of threat and there's a little bit of failure here. And I think what it is is Kaz is feeling the rush of, oh my gosh, this is actually happening and it's happening now. I can't let this new friend of mine suffer. And he kind of has a bunch of his PTSD kind of moments here where he remembers fallen comrades. He remembers uh, moments where he wasn't fast enough. He wasn't quick enough. And he tells Rondo to go to his safe house where he stays when he's on Coruscant and gives him the directions. And uh, and I want to use that as uh, one or two of the advantages. I just get him to just shut his mouth and roll with it. Yeah, safe house, two advantages. That sounds good. So so we're now going there to where Mm -hmm. he knows he'll have, you know, a clean space. He'll have all his medical tools. He'll have everything he needs. and And it's somewhere where he... And the two of them can lay low. Yep. You roll dice on his side, loosen his collar, and get your jacket under his head. Um, and Rondo takes off in the directions that you give him. Okay. It's a, it's a pretty dingy little uh, nook, which is why he kind of likes it. It's it's a very forgiving part of town, let's call it. So he's, he's just outside the edges of Little Onderon. He's paying like minimal rent. But as soon as Rondo carries dice in and Casimir, let's be real, Kaz is only helping in so much as he's able to pick up his feet mm-hmm. and kind of help Kaz is opening him. doors. Yeah, yeah, Kaz is doing what Kaz can do. So they get in and it's just immaculate. Everything is in its place. It, it looks like one of those spaces where it's a mechanic who has OCD Mm-hmm. kind of thing. It, it's very well laid out, well thought out. Everything is just over two feet above the ground too. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> you have a triumph. So with the triumph, I think that um, Kaz realizes that this absolutely has something to do with the message that he just received, that mm-hmm. Dice just received over his calm. 
and Kaz is going to try to uh, call up a friend to see if he can back way uh, run a favor for him. And I'd like to even spend a light side point if I have to, to, to get someone to be available at the beck and call to try to work on this uh, comm link and figure out what actually came through. Okay. So you get dice into your space and Rondo sets him down on a bed or a cot that you've gotten set up. Mm-hmm. By now, Dice is unconscious. The seizing has stopped, but he's unresponsive. Uh, you know that the best thing to do for him now is probably to let him rest, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to happen again, so you are going to try to call somebody up. With your triumph, did you have anybody in mind? So, Rondo, please excuse, I am going to call one of my uh, brethren... He is better in neuroscience. I think this is going to be neuroscience. I am not the best in this. Uh, If you will please... No, no, no. The T is over there. Yes, that's it. Um, Yes, I'm sorry it's so low to ground and you have to bend over, but it's... Yes, you see it. There it is. Yes. Got it. Make yourself some tea. Please make yourself at home. Uh, uh, What is that thing that the Silustans say? Mikasa, Sukasa, something or other. (laughs) That that is what they say. Um... Yeah, okay. He goes over and starts making tea. He, up to this point, sort of felt like he didn't really know what to do, and you could just sort of see him standing and and waiting and being more in the way than anything else. So Kaz is actually going to go over to his, kind of the corner in the room that has the most, like, jumbled up stuff. It's where, like, you can see he's running some minor experiments and things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it becomes apparent. I believe Toronto, even without a medicinal turn of mind, that Kaz is more into the uh, call it the uh, cybernetic side of things is okay. kind of even even before we came up with this uh, arc. I kind of when I introduced him, I said he was a medical engineer, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of how I've envisioned him mm-hmm. this whole time. Is so like he specializes more in that direction. So do not pick this up. This is experimental. It might actually make my left knee. Remember the one that uh, that does the party trick. It uh, it might actually give some little bit more movement to it. Yes, that. Okay. Um. So excuse me. This is friend. Uh, he is droll, but he is uh, a little bit more southern than than me, and so I I haven't spoken his uh, language in long time. So uh oh bonjour. Okay, here we go. And he's just going to try to punch in the code to call his friend. Okay. Jesh. Uh, no, uh, jak może, uh, uh, мой. Ну, слушай. Okay. Я не знаю, если ты можешь меня помахать. Uh, он здесь спит, но его ум даже разумен. И если ты поможешь, я передаваю э, все, что могу от него. Rondo raises an eyebrow in your direction as he's pouring some hot water into cups. What was that? I was simply asking for help. I'm going to transmit all the information I have from uh, Dicey. And uh, when Dicey's information, we will get a scan here. I'm hoping that uh, 
the neuroscience brother of mine, Volodymyr. Uh, he he might be able to look at this and uh, and and give us some information. Well, okay then. Uh, what do you think it is? What do you think's wrong? What? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know dice very well, but uh, I don't I don't, I don't want him to be you know hurt or in pain or or whatever. Is there anything we can do? No, no one actually wishes anyone else pain. This is this is the problem with Galaxy. Everyone thinks that if they are not my friend, then they want to harm me. Let's, this is not this is not way that most people in Galaxy live. This is not who they are. This is not you. This is not me. You are separatist. I worked with Mandalorians. He oh boy, he fought alongside all the Jedi. But we are friends. This is not who we are. So. I tried to get my friend, we were colleagues in Institute, and I think uh, this is probably combination of maybe some kind of inhibitor. Uh, my speciality, as you see, is uh, bioengineering, and uh, this friend of mine deals with more uh, accidents of the mind. So I'm, I simply hope that uh, we, between us we can figure out what is going on. So I will look first for any kind of bioengineering, but these are clones. They are grown by the score. There are so, so many of them grown all the time. And so I just do not think that they could have any kind of, I don't know, something done to them with bioengineering. They would have to do it to every single one of them to have this kind of result. Maybe it's some kind of inhibitor. I do not know. <sighs> he hands you a cup of tea and goes to sit down across the room. Rondo, you are my new brother, but I teach you how to make tea. This is not tea. This is like, this is like, uh, what is that lemonade that the children all talk about? This is nothing. You That's have how we to... make tea on Bathawui. Okay, so you teach me how you make tea, I teach you how we make tea. If you cannot stand in the tea and float, it's not tea. At least on, at least on draw. There's a knock on the door. Hello. Uh, I have an appointment. Who is this with a... Po oh, Boje. Uh, I was supposed to set your... Uh, uh, what was it? Yeah. Was it your arm? Yes. Okay. Look, uh, hold on. Uh, Rondo, stay here. I go out. Hand me that spoon. Yes, that spoon. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'll be back in like five minutes. And I think he steps out into the hallway mm -hmm. and and he just kind of looks around and he, he uh, tells the guy kind of to sit down. Okay. He... And he basically does the most slapdash job. He's really embarrassed and really sad, but does the most slapdash job he's ever done in his entire life. So this place that you're in, it's just your place, right? There's nobody else lives here. Nobody else. No, I, I kind of envisioned it as more of like an apartment. Yeah. That's just kind of set back from the road a little bit. Yeah. That you make appointments in every once in a while to, to yeah. pay the bills. Exactly. Or to, to get cash to pay back your debts. Effectively. Uh-huh. So, yeah, this guy is a... Why don't you tell me what this guy is? So this is a uh, Pantoran. Okay. Who recently got into pod racing. The Pantoran was told specifically, humanoids generally do not fare well in this. You have to ha have different reflexes. And since mm -hmm. Pantorans are very human adjacent, 
like everybody expects them to fare poorly, but this guy's actually middling of the pack, not nearly as bad as everyone would have expected, but he uh, he kind of smart-mouthed off to the wrong Doug, mm-hmm. and this Doug kind of did him dirty going around a corner, and that's how he uh, threw his shoulder out or arm yeah. or whatever. Yeah, there was, there was a pod racer earlier tonight that where that happened. You get his arm in a splint, and he gives you a couple credits. Thanks, I'll let the other racers know that you're here and okay at this, I guess. The problem, you see, is that if I try to heal it and set it properly right now, that it might flare up again at your next race. I have to monitor. This is not because I do not trust you or do not like you. It is because you're a first-time patient. I care about you, but if you are going to throw your shoulder out at every race, I have to be aware of how to best manage your health, your body. Uh, this is this is part of being the doctor to the racers. I once saw a little guy, smaller than me, believe it or not. He was a Chadra fan. He came in one time asking if I even knew who he was, and he wanted me to try to fix his body. But I, I did not know if, if that was even possible. He was flying around acting like he was mad at me, so I told them to go away. Uh, it, it really kind of hurts. Do you have any... He sort of looks past you. Do you have any Bacta or anything back there? Yes, I will gladly get you Bacta. I'm sorry, I did not mean to be uh, slapdash. Give me one second. And he d- ducks inside, uh, gets Bacta, and he actually kind of crosses himself in a uh, not too unorthodox manner, uh, doubles the dosage, and comes back out. As you come back out, you catch him sort of trying to peek into the next room, see what's what's up with this place. I apologize, I cannot invite you in right now, but a buddy of mine has come by and he is agoraphobic. And so I have to take care of him. Uh, you know how it is, you get relatives and then they send their cousins over and all of this. Um, I can bring you a cup of tea. Here, sit down for a second, I'll give you some bacta. Okay. I'd like to go ahead, since I have the new uh, talent here, uh, I'd like to go ahead and do my little bacta specialist whatnot. Okay. Patients recover one additional wound per rank of back to specialists when they recover wounds from back to tanks or long-term care. Does that even apply here? Because he's just doing a quick back to thing. I'm not sure if that necessarily. Well, you said he has to come back. This is this is long-term care. He'll okay. okay. You're, you're applying something. It's not necessarily a back back to tank, but it's probably some back to infused patch or something like that. Okay. I want to argue for a red. I don't know how difficult you were going to make this, but because he's trying to overdo the dose to make the guy be like, wow, this guy actually knows what he's doing, and it, like, cleared my... <laughs> cleared me up, like, instantly. I would I would love to give you a red on this check. Okay. What's, what's it going to be overall? I think it'll be a red and a purple with a setback because of the speed at which you're doing all of this. Totally makes sense. Uh, one well, one okay. success, one advantage. Okay, well... I was hoping for a little bit more chaos than that, but we'll roll with it. So, uh, he gains back two wounds, and um, so I again apologize, here also is some ibuprofen. Uh, Since you are a little bit bigger than average, I give you you a thousand milligrams. Do not take this often, it will damage all your liver, your kidneys, all of your internal processes. But I know that you are a strong man, and we we will uh, meet up tomorrow. And I will, I will look over, see how things are going. I, I do hope 
that uh, you realize I, I do care for you and I, we will uh, help how this uh, late afternoon sound to you. Uh, okay, I'll be by tomorrow afternoon. Yes, no, no, no need for more payment. This is just checking in. This is part of what I do. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow then. And he gets up and exits. Okay. Heading back into your back room with Rondo and Dice, you see that Dice has his eyes open. He's talking to Rondo. Rondo's telling him where he is and, and what's going on and that he had a seizure. And Dice is a little bit confused. So Kaz, as we've already established, is kind of a jokester. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Dicey, I am so sorry. Uh, we had to change your pants because you had bad flatulence and I was worried for you. And, uh, and like, I assume Rondo's eyes are, like, widening, like, what are you doing? And Kaz leans over. <laughs> he and smirks like, a little, yeah. Kaz leans over and gently, like, rocks his shoulder. He's like, it's okay. You are okay. We are here. This is my place. It's clean, it's sterile, and, and we're about to run scans and see how and why things went the way they did. Uh, all, all right. Uh, how, how, how long was I out? It's an hour and a half, maybe two. I, I remember getting a message, but I don't remember what it said. It's something about numbers. That's all I remember. I, w- I was trying not to pry. You know, we, we are new friends. I want you to trust. Trust go both ways. So I, I, I do not want to be nosy. My, my head really hurts. Well, then that is where we will start. I already think this is probably some neural inhibitor that uh, just is part of your genetic makeup. Uh, because, you know, the, the clones, you are all... Uh, if you will pardon the expression, you are designed from from not. You know, we, they take big ugly guy, so, uh, no no offense mint, and then they make a bunch of big ugly guys. Again, no offense mint. And, and you are just one of the big ugly guys. Me, I am small and cute. This is what all the, uh, this is what all the bothons tell me, right? And he kind of nudges it. Um, right, right, uh, cute. Uh, so, yeah, you've got this clean space with your cot and some machinery. Um, I'm imagining that whatever sort of scanners you have are in this space. Yeah. Probably, like, secondhand. Uh, oh, totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, he's, he's having to buy, like, a full lab worth of equipment and do it ad hoc and, like, owing people favors of, like, I've got mm-hmm. your back if you're ever sick. I just need to lay hands on this and that equipment. So it's, it's absolutely like setback territory 101. Yeah, great. Okay. So we're doing a scan. What uh, what would you like me to uh, put That's this up against? Great question. I think he would initially start if if I could make an argument for like a hard check at least. Yeah. yeah. Like he's, he, he wants more than just like surface level stuff because he knows this is something bigger, something deeper than simply. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I think I want to make it what's the next level up daunting you yeah. want to make it four to find exactly what you're looking for setback for your equipment being secondhand mm-hmm. and i think that's all i got okay because i have two more light sides i think i'm gonna flip my last green over to a yellow because he's just certain it's gonna be something to do with neuroscience it's not mm-hmm. in his world uh he, he he's got preconceived notions of what it is and he's, he just wants to get the best scan to send to his buddy and and transmit that off. And I'm going to flip one over because there's uh, a very particular thing that I would like to happen, and we'll see if it happens with some yes. threats. 
Shoot, yeah. Okay, here we go. Four yellows, a red, three purple, and a black. Holy moly. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got those threats, though. We got the threats. So you got yours, I got mine. Yeah. So three successes, three threats, and one triumph. So you get dice in this machine, and it takes a little while to get going. It's like a little bed that he goes back into. It's almost like a CAT scan. It is almost like steroids. a CAT scan. Yeah. Like a futuristic CAT scan. So with the canceled threat and the canceled failure with the success and uh, advantage, Mm -hmm. I want it to be basically the same scene as in Armageddon where the Russian guy just beats the crap out of the thing until it works. I I just want... All right, so this machine has seen multiple owners. No, table, table. Oh, (laughs) bullshit. And he starts slapping the side of it. Okay, it works. It works. There. Okay, it's fine. It's good. Okay, we're getting scanned now. Okay, uh, and do not mind if lights flicker. Is just part of machine. But you do get the the scan. I do get the scan. Yeah. But that's part of his ritual. Yeah. Is like the thing basically browns out the whole sector, and like everybody knows if he's if that's going on, it's probably just crazy old Kaz mm-hmm. trying to take care of someone on the DL. And on the readout, you get this cloudy spot in the front right side of his head that does not look natural that is it's a it's an abnormality yeah it's an abnormality yeah do you have an idea for your triumph yeah i want to say with the triumph he actually gets a he actually picks up a bit of a signal to where it's it's clear that whatever it is is constantly monitoring things Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's not it a is... passive. It's not passive. It's active, and it's feeding off of his biochemical energy uh, right. to keep itself rolling. So it's obviously mechanical. It appears organic, but it is in fact mechanical. Right. With your three threats, you, you didn't notice this before. With with Rondo bringing dice in, and you just holding the door and and all that. Dice. You get a look at him as he comes out of this machine still laying back but the machine like pushes him out and Mm -hmm. you see that he has a bit of a nosebleed and maybe you you cleaned that up as you came in but it's Mm -hmm. back and you happen to notice that there's a bit of a trail like through your space through the front and outside oh john all right so oh gosh so what would be the next step you know that there's something in there that is messing with Dice's brain, messing with his, maybe the, the neurons and the electrical impulses that shoot between those neurons. What would Kaz do next? Kaz is going to look at Dice and just kind of make eye contact and kind of get in a very, I am one with the force, the force is with me kind of mentality, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't buy that stuff. Okay, is good news and is bad news? Uh, I'll take the bad news first. Okay, bad news is you're still ugly. <sighs> Thanks. Good news is I think I know what is going on. There is something in your head. Uh, I do not something know how. In my head. Yes, is something in there. Is abnormality. Is trying to look like biological, which is what I had suspected. Is why I was going to contact colleague from a research institute on Droll. But I think this is more something actually in my uh, wheelhouse. Uh, you 
have something that is trying to act natural that is as unnatural as this knee and he slaps it again a little Bitter, clang. yeah the little the little clang of the uh, all the metal parts that he's put in like basically every part of his body that bends because he's just old and decrepit and wonderful for that and he uh, he looks him squarely in the eyes again I do not know how we'll be dealing with this obviously everything here is uh, how they say uh, ad hoc ad hoc did I say that right and he kind of looks at Rondo yep I, okay I do not speak ancient Karelian so I, I, I try to figure out these things so that I sound like normal person you know just like you and uh, and ugly over here sorry no offense mate I'm beginning to take offense it's okay you nobody can be as cute as me and he kind of smiles and like all the like crisscross patchwork of his like all the scars on his face and he's obviously playing up the fact that he's the one that has all the scars on his face mm -hmm. and just does the little russian man wink at him and uh, gently pats him on the shoulder is this a problem we can take care of i think is problem we can take care of but how much do you like breaking into tightly run government monitored uh high security apparatus? that sounds like treason to me sounds well, like a good time to me treason is something for bureaucrats to uh dream up uh, they can say treason is whatever is opposite to their opinion so I'm not too worried about their opinion. I am worried about your health, and there is something in your head that worries me. But I do think we can actually deal with it. I just need somewhere that is clean and doesn't have a big, hairy guy walking around. How about a little guy, says Rondo? A little guy getting in is something that I like to do. Uh, what are you thinking? Well, I mean a little guy walking around the place. I have heard of someone that uh i don't know he kind of does the stuff you do except he's mm, got a reputation i have reputation my reputation is being a guy who can fix up anyone who is broken but more likely to break something else while doing it at least this is what i am told this guy has the reputation of being able to fix up anybody that uh, comes into his place but he tends to be a little scary I do not get scared. I have seen too much. I'm too old. We can't all be strong macho men like our good buddy Dicey. And I think Kaz just kind of sits back and watches their reactions. He wants to see. He makes it plain that he is at the disposal of uh, Dice. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like looking, not imploringly, but kind yeah. of like, you know, the open face of, I will follow your lead. I'd rather not break into a place but if it's the best option i'm uh, that's fine you sure my clearance couldn't get us into somewhere your clearance uh yes uh the the problem is you're supposed to be doing something i do not know what it is you're supposed to be doing you were given some kind of order so i'm assuming you're supposed to be somewhere else but if we can use your clearance, then let's go to barracks. Maybe I can talk to someone. I still have some credentials on file somewhere. So I might be able to, uh, with you, with your access and my credentials, maybe we can get a, uh, a laboratory room. I'm going to flip a dark side point. Okay. 
with all the machinery and and scans and things that were were happening mm-hmm. in your space, you didn't notice it up until now. Mm-hmm. But you hear the buzzing, and it sounded like I don't know a scan or something going on. But you realize now that it is Dice's comlink that you set aside on a table when you brought him in, and going over to it, it looks like Dice has missed a number of calls from uh, superior officers and and other people that he's supposed to be working with tonight. Dicey, it's so nice that you put your phone on buzz. Most people do not do that when they come in here. Everyone wants to get their comlinks and uh, deal with their business, even while I am trying to stitch them up. And uh, here, here is your comlink. Um, do, do you need us to step out while you take messages? No, it, it happened when I looked at the comlink the first time. I don't want it to happen. You do not be here if it happens again. It's good, but I want I, I want trust. Like I say, it goes both ways. He looks at the comlink and um, goes through his messages, some text, some audio, and says, ah, I, they're saying that the war's over. The Republic's won, and the Jedi are traitors. Whatever that order was, it must have had something to do with this. Wars do not end that quickly. Wars do not end simply with messages. Something is very, very wrong in Drawland. It does seem strange. Uh, they are trying to get me to come back to the barracks. And it looks like my superior officers, well, these messages aren't very friendly. I should have been back a couple hours ago. But your message for order, whatever they told you to do, was only two, maybe three hours ago at this point. I have bad feeling about this. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. To find out more about us and our projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Paul for playing on these episodes. That was really horrible, and I apologize to any and all people who hear this. That was just a little bit of Ukrainian, a little bit of Polish, a little bit of Russian, a little bit of just me throwing crap together.